Hey everyone, welcome to the Super Review Shows. Mixed bag coming to you live once again from the JK. I am joined by my good man, Bill Murphy. What's going on, buddy? Nothing much, Bill. Just one, and we have a special guest joining us tonight. We have none other than Vinny. What's going on, Vinny? How are you tonight? Good. Peace and love. <laughs> peace and love. Peace and love. I'm not gonna sigh, but peace and love. Hey, JT, we forgot oh. something. We have to remind these lovely folks and our good friend here that we the we best, the best podcast. podcast. Hey, yeah. remember, JT, we the best yeah. music. We the best music, DJ Khaled. No, he's not. No, he's not. We no, made he's not. He's not the... He might be the best no. music. Actually, he isn't because his music kind of sucks. But we the best podcast. We the best podcast. We the but, best um, podcast. That's how we roll here. Um, but yeah, so but tonight, Bill, what is tonight's topic again? I forgot. What is it? Okay. My sex tape. No, I'm just kidding. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, um, okay. Tonight's topic, and this is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Tonight we're talking about albums that were shelved or delayed. Yep. Um, and next week we're going to talk about movies that were shelved or delayed. Funny story. Um, we were going to do both albums and movies tonight and when i came on Vinny was already here we were gonna have you know Vinny because Vinny is a music expert wouldn't you say that's a pretty fair statement that is an accurate statement and and we were gonna have our dear friend mr dr professor justin favaro yes cover the movies we're gonna do it all one night we're gonna do it all one night folks grab your red bulls we're gonna be here in the words of lionel richie guess what all night long all night lionel richie don't sue me but anyway but then we came on here Vinny was here and we said you know what let's just do albums tonight because if we did the music we if we did the movies if we did the movies, we will literally be here all night. So yeah. we told Justin to take a rain check, so he'll be here next week to talk about movies. So we have Vinny tonight to help us talk about albums. Because this is his um Vinny, would you say this is your row house? Yes, it is. A wheelhouse, right? It's wheelhouse, right? Yes, wheelhouse. yes, it is my definitely my wheelhouse. Oh no, no. Now I got it stuck in my head. It's a good song though. Great time. Um, Great time. All right. So uh, let's get down to business, shall we? So why don't I start off tonight? And I, I know Vinny, Vinny and I were just talking about this before we went live tonight. But I want to shed some light tonight on an album that came well, that was eventually released in uh, two, 2004 by the lead, the founder of the group. And the none other than in 2011, they actually released the actual recordings of it. We're talking about the Beach Boys Smile from 1967 and this and full backstory for those who are just wondering I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let vinnie chime in in a second because this is kind of his forte as well yes following the the very critically acclaimed or somewhat critically acclaimed uh response of pet sounds and after sergeant pepper's only hearts club bit sergeant pepper's only hearts club by the beatles brian wilson of the beach boys who is a phenomenal musician he's a genius um he decided to start and start making an album uh, called Smile, which would have been the follow-up to 
pet sounds, but it it got delayed and it got shelved and it was cost a lot of money. And this is where Vinny's side of the conversation comes in in a second. But basically, Brian Wilson didn't release it and didn't release a version, a release of it until 2004. And the Beach Boys, like publishing, I'm not sure, I think the record company of Capital released it in 2011. And it's like five hours of material. It's about it's it's it's, it's the sessions where we got the song Good Vibrations from. Uh, but I'm very curious to see what Vinny has to say about this. So, Vinny, maybe you can share something like this. So, Vinny, talk to me. Smile um, from the Beach Boys. What do you got? Yes, I know I know the recording process was very, very, very fraught with conflict and everything. The most important thing people know is to, it was shelved. It was shelved for a long time. There was a lot of issues that came up. It was supposed to be released before Sgt. Pepper. The thing is... When Sgt. Pepper was released, they kind of re- had it just been released before Sgt. Pepper. The music itself, the whole genre would have been changed irrevocably. I think Smile would have been the greatest album ever, followed by Sgt. Pepper, in all honesty. And it took a while for Brian Wilson to ever want to revisit the recordings. Thankfully, he did it on a tour in 2003. He was played the whole album in full, as he, as he intended to do. When has he ten, he recorded the album as he did it? Sorry, I'm just so he did a tour in 03 where he would do what he considered the final track listing for Smile, the whole album. In 2004, he released a studio version of Smile, and I must I must say, even without Carl and Dennis, it's really really worth your money to listen. Yeah, just absolutely. take our money. I, 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 it's funny because I, I was listening. It's, it's actually so funny that we're. I wanted to do this topic tonight, and I wanted to get Vinny involved tonight because his. I was listening to this um on random. I was like, I was, I was like, I haven't really listened to the Beach Boys in a while. I'm looking for a little bit of psychedelica type of rock and whatnot. And I said, all right, let me give this a shot and whatnot. And I listened to the the recordings, and actually, and as Vinny said, it's 100 true. The recordings, even without Dennis or Carl Wilson are brilliantly done and not only that but like there are there's a the the album itself is like what 35 40 minutes maybe and and yeah and then the um the actual bonus material of all the different session outtakes of all the different songs is like five hours long i mean i I mean is it possible can you shed some light on that at all like have you listened to all that i know there was a lot of recordings that is all these surviving recordings on this box and i think there's this is really, I know it was a big box set. I never owned the box set, but it was not small. It was like five. It was on CD. There was a lot. There was records. It had like promotional stuff in the box set too. Like was stuff that would have been put out in stores had it been, had it been released. This was, as you can tell, that poster on the Wikipedia thing, that would have been the, po- the promotional poster when they released the album hmm. with the little store up more. Uh, they, they. I mean, thankfully, Good Vibrations was released. Heroes and Villains, another great song off the album. They actually did. Uh, they did use a lot of the Smile recordings o- over the, after that period when Brian Wilson was an active contributor, like on Surf's Up, Surf's Up, that song, Smile mm-hmm. Outtake. Yep. Of twenty twenty, they have Smile. What's that one? Our Prayer, Cabin Essence, Smile yes. Outtake. One thing though. Here's one they absolutely should have put an album. Their version of Child's and the Father to the Man, 
absolutely should have been put on a Beach Boys album. I'm amazed they didn't go released until Brian Wilson recorded his version of Smile. And the Beach Boys version should, was released in 2011. Which, when it comes to that song, that's insane it took that long. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, just a friendly reminder for everyone. This is not like our Surfing USA, Bob Aran type of Beach Boys. This is when the Beach Boys were actually being musical geniuses as they were back in the mid to late 60s. And there was revolutionary stuff. Absolutely. It was it was beyond. I mean, I, it, people, t- people, the fact that people can write a song on a computer in like five minutes, that is nothing compared to the complex recording process of Brian Wilson and the Beach Boys back then, especially. Yeah. They were taking like they were throwing the rule book out. They were using full orchestras. They were using instruments that we wouldn't that people today wouldn't dare even attempt to try to learn. Yeah, I mean, and there's so, I mean, on Pet Sounds alone. I mean, I know we're talking about Smile, but Pet Sounds. There's a lot of other stuff on there, like like there was the bottom of a water bottle they used. There was sleigh bells on a. There, there was the Brian Wilson was trying to record albums excuse me, music that was very much of a, a progressing towards a new, a whole new sound of music. And he was trying to do that. And, you know, with, uh, with, um, oh, um, what do you call it? With, um, with Pet Sounds, he achieved it as a release, you know, you know, critically and whatnot. And, and it became one of the best albums of all time. Of course, yeah. this one, I feel like would have been, had it been actually released back in what '67? Had they been able to work everything out? Yeah, it absolutely would have probably been the number one album. Sergeant Pepper would have been number two. And not only that, this album was called a Teenage Symphony to God. That was what Brian Wilson's intent was. It yeah. really was that. Yeah, I mean, I remember as, as I and I remember there's a really great YouTuber. If you're if you're if you're if you're if you want to look up a really like psychedelic stuff of the Beach Boys, there's a YouTuber by the name of Jeffrey Stillwell. And Jeffrey's still on YouTube. He he has talked about Smile. And one of the quotes in one of his videos was that someone said Brian Wilson was, someone said that Brian Wilson said, I want one day so, people will pray to songs I make. That's pretty wild, pretty wild stuff if you think about it. I mean, the fact that, and the the one was a one minute track called Our Prayer. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yes, the first song I love that. With it's, the harmonies. Oh boy. If you have not heard, and like you want to, you want to talk about perfecting music, or just by using your voice, and that and that's a track I highly cannot emphasize enough. Recommend check out. Yeah, one one of the best that I've ever, one of the best vocal recordings I think out there, ever. So, yeah, I know yeah. Bill. I know Bill's kind of quiet. Bill, have you heard of this stuff at all? Have you heard of the Smile album at all? Um, I think I've. Like- like maybe heard of it, but I don't really know much about it. So okay, and that's why sorry, we're that's why you're here now. But we have, we have other artists we're going to talk about too that have other yeah, albums and stuff too. But yeah, because I actually got a few. I actually just thought of one right now. Oh, good, good. Okay, so so after after smile, we'll go to yours. Um, okay, so, so yeah, but um, but yeah. Bottom line, I mean, any other comments for smile? Do you want do you want to shed any other light on it or no? I think uh, there's uh, if you read it up into it enough, there's a lot of stuff known about Smile already. Mm. Smiley Smile, the album after Pet Sounds was like a attempt to try to help create. It was the album after Pet Sounds, Smiley Smile. One actually had good vibrations I released. It was an attempt to try to cobble together Smile after it wasn't able to be finished. Listen to the actual Smile sessions or Brian Wilson presents Smile. Smiley Smile is a good album, but it's not really Smile. 
Yeah. Because I mean, we we can talk about this all day, truth. But smile, I personally, I've I've listened to it. Vic's, Vinny's listened to it. And if you have, if you have not heard the, yes, it is a little trippy. Yes, it's a little out there. But if you really want to get into really great music that is very much, you know, that was that almost basically wasn't released for like 30, 40 years, check out this one. Highly, personally recommended from us. Um, yes, but yeah, that, so that's that's smile, Bill. What was your pick that you wanted to talk about? Okay, and I just actually read up on this now. You know, it it's actually a Beatles album. Um, okay, it was only delayed a year, so I don't know if that still counts or not. But which was it? it? Well, JT, when I find myself in times of trouble. Mother Mary comes to me. This one, the Let It Be album was actually delayed? Yeah, it was. They say this was the Beatles album, but this this was the last Beatles album that was that was released. But it actually wasn't the last one they recorded. Hmm. The last one they okay, because what was going on here? I'm sorry, I gotta pull up my notes here. Um Bill came prepared. Yeah. Um the album was actually okay, the the rehearsals began in January 1969 as part of a planned television documentary showing the Beatles return to live performances. Because after 1966, they start, they just went back into the studio. Right. And the film rehearsals were marked by ill feeling leading to George Harrison's temporary departure from the group. As a condition of the return, the members reconvened at their own Apple studio and recruited guest keyboardist Billy Preston. And that the famous single public concert held on the rooftop. Yep. And in April 1969, the Beatles issued the lead single, Get Back, with, back with, don't let me down. Uh, By the way, I think Don't Let Me Down is very underrated. It really is. I tend to agree. Um, After which, after they prepared and submitted mixes of the album, it was titled Get Back. But it was subsequently rejected by the band. Aww. The project then laid in limbo as they moved on to the recording of Abbey Road that was released that September. And in January 1970, which was a couple months after John Lennon left the group, the remaining, the, they then completed Let It Be and recorded I Me Mine. And and yeah, so oh, and there's more notes here. Always do your notes, ladies and gentlemen. Always yes. come prepared. Do your homework. But most of Let It Be was recorded in early 1969. Famously, fraught sessions referred to as the Get Back sessions documented in Let It Be. But the album was temporarily shelved when the band chose to record and release much the much more cohesive Abbey Road. Only after Let It Be was comp- compiled. And arranged by producer Phil Spector, was it released in 1970? You know, I'm 
I just want to go on a quick tangent here. And I actually showed this to JT last week. Um, I actually, for Christmas, my brother, my awesome brother, he got me a music box that actually plays Let It Be. That's awesome. Nice. Um, you when you you turn it and you do 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 um um but yeah so this is the um yeah so this was the okay so this was the last released Beatles album yes yeah but this was not the um. But this was actually the this was actually not the last recorded Beatles album. That was Abbey Road. And you know, once you think about it, come to think about it, I think Abbey Road does sound more like the end of the end than it does, no pun intended. <laughs> Especially with the song I, The End, definitely. Because once you think about it, doesn't Abbey Road sound more like the ending than Let It Be does? I mean, the entire side two of Abbey Road is like a giant medley. For those who listen to it, shame. But for those who haven't listened to it, shame. But the entire side two of Abbey Road is just a giant medley of songs, and the very last three songs are "Golden," uh, uh, "Golden Slumbers," "Carry That Weight," and "The End." Exactly. The, the end. end. So. Which I think was their way of basically saying this is the end. The end. But yeah. you know, but also, but you know what? Uh, um, let it be kind of house kind of does have songs that make it sound like it's the end though too of course the, of course the title track let it be which is yeah in other words the band is breaking up let it be um which is just basically you know once you think about it you know what let it be can translate to today's modern world it is what it is. Basically. It basically can translate to it is what it is. Let it be. Um doesn't have the same ring to it, doesn't it? Um not quite the same, but that's okay. Yeah. But anyway. But you know, anyway, um, I think another because I actually didn't know this. I was today usual. Actually, actually, no, I wasn't today. You somebody told me that like over a decade ago and i just remembered it today but because they i think he told me the last song that they recorded was ironically come together um <laughs> that's funny but um you know once you think about it with the let it be album um you have the song the long and winding road which i think that's kind of a farewell song yeah the long and winding road appears to your door. It let it disappears. I've seen that road before. It always leads me here. Yeah. Yeah. But um, this album, from what I'm reading, sorry, I wasn't I wasn't as prepared as my two cohorts here, but um the from what I'm reading, it sounds like they just like took all these songs and just compiled it all at once and said, okay, our last album. Bye. Yeah. Um, yeah, what and there's also another Beatles thing I want to talk about, but um, I'm gonna let you guys have the what do you guys any thoughts on this or Vinny? What do you yes. got? 
Yeah, so have you watched the Get Back series on Disney Plus? I have not. I didn't heavily recommend watching it. That covers a lot of this. Actually, covers a lot of basically exactly what you're talking about. The whole the whole George Harrison leaving. The whole Get Back sessions from have been recorded, and Peter Jackson made an eight hour amazing documentary about it. And I do see where you're coming from about this being a breakup album for the Beatles. It really, it really was. The movie, the movie didn't help. The movie of the recording of the album really made him look like they're at each other's throats. And that Yoko was some intruder. The thing is, though, having watched Get Back a lot of it, Yoko doesn't really interfere at all with their creative process. I've seen it. She she just sits so, there and writes her stuff. She actually does not interfere at all. Because you know, because Paul McCartney even has gone on record to say that Yoko did not break up the Beatles. Yeah, they don't even. I think what broke them up was money, but well. Oh, of what broke up the Beatles? We could do a whole four-hour episode on that. There's so many theories about that. We really, you know, yeah, I, that movie I got think they back If you haven't seen it, they started decline. I think it started when um, Brian Epstein died, and then, and then a bunch of other things happened. Like Paul, Paul McCartney wanted his then father-in-law Eastman. Eastman to be their new their new manager. But then they picked Alan Klein. I think John Lennon wanted Alan Klein and Paul McCartney wanted Lee Eastman. I think um, the other two side of a John, and I know that. So Lee Eastman actually wanted to get back the Brian Epstein catalog of songs. They wanted to get back to Beatles publishing rights many years before, decades before anybody really thought, maybe, maybe we should keep our publishing rights. Lee Eastman wanted to do that. I wish he would have. I wish it would have worked. There wouldn't have been all that issues with because of Apple Records. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Vinny. Lee Eastman basically told Paul McCartney, "Listen, Apple, because it 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 might be the end of the band, but it's not the end of Apple Records, and they still own the rights to your song. So you basically got to sue to dismantle the partnership." Exactly, that is true, and and. Yeah, so, yeah, I didn't know, like, so, JT, what do you think about that Let It Be was actually not intended to be the last album? That's, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm actually surprised at that a little bit. I didn't, some of the things you said I didn't know, so that's very interesting, too. Uh, but, yeah, very interesting stuff, guys. I, I, a lot of the stuff there I didn't actually know. <laughs> it is what it is. It does not have the same ring. It really doesn't. No, yeah. Just let it be, man. And the obvious song on Let It Be that's about tension, I Me Mine. Because, come on. If there's a song about band tension, I Me Mine would be the title in this case. The yeah. absolute sleeper song on that album. I love it. <laughs> yeah, but um, I actually, but you know, this is, I think this is actually a really good album. I agree. I think this is a really good album, and you know, and, you know, come to think of it, after reading, I think Abbey Road sounds more like the Goodbye album because, you know, another song that I think about off that album, and just bear with me for a second, folks, bear with me. Here Comes the Sun, which is most likely a song about maybe just moving, moving on and moving forward. And, but yeah, with the, um, 
Yeah, but I think this album is on um, across the universe. I think is on this album too. Am I right, Vinny? It is. That's on Abbey Road, I think. No, is it on Abbey Road or Let It Be? Let's look. Oh, it is on Let It Be. I was thinking of something else. Yeah, it's right there. Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't that, isn't that song about? Um, I think that song is about John Lennon and his first wife. I think it is. Like Hey Jude being about John Lennon's son with his first wife. It was supposed to be called Hey Jules. It was not, thankfully. But Paul, but yeah, but then yeah, this is it's not on Let It Be. Hey Jude was actually about Julian Lennon, John Lennon's son. And it was about their divorce. It was originally gonna be Hey Jules, but it didn't really ring, so they changed it to right. Hey Jude. Um unpopular opinion, and I can't believe I'm saying this. Hey Jude is probably one of my least favorite Beatles songs. I don't, I don't, I don't agree. But at the same time, my least favorite Beatles songs. Trust me, you know my least favorite is the word off Hubbard's soul. What is it? The word that's like say the word and you'll be free. That song, any hippie group that could record could have recorded that and. It still would have been trash, but I do n- I despise that song. Well, I don't despise Hey Jude. It's just, it's just a. It, I can take it or leave it. Oh, JT, great idea for a topic one day. What do you got? Songs we hate by bands and artists we like. There are right. so many, but um. But yeah, um, yeah, but um, I think this album is just, I think this album is great. And it just, it kind of really shows you, because if you watch the documentary film about this, it really shows you the tension that was building up at the time between John, Paul, George, and Ringo. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's my first choice is Let It Be. All righty. So, all right, let's jump back over to Vinny for a sec. Uh, Vinny, you had a couple more, right? You had, um, you know, yes, I actually do. So, I, I don't know how many Neil Young fans are here. There was an album Neil Young did called Homegrown, it's supposed to release way back in the 70s, called Homegrown or not whole Homegrown. The album was finally released in 2020. Legendary lost Neil Young album, great album, I might add. He was recording it. I don't know what, and that's the thing, with Neil Young, he shelves a lot of albums. He's recorded so many albums and shelved so many, I've lost track. There's Homegrown, Hitchhiker, Toast, which was just released last year. And, of course, Infinite Live things and such. But that's 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 not as important a one as the one I'm going to bring up. It's a better, yeah, you know, you all know the artist Seal, Kiss from Rose and all that? Which one was it? Seal, the guy who sang Kiss from a Rose. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, yeah. He actually has a very legendary lost album called Togetherland. Hmm. Okay. Nobody really knows about it. And he's I never heard of it. There's blood in his body. He will not let it be released. Never, probably never going to happen as long as he's alive. The thing okay. is, there has only been one song released off the album, and that was on a soundtrack for a movie called The Family Man. The song is Shortened to Heaven. I don't remember the exact long title, but it's a legendary lost album. There are people, it's never leaked either. 
I've never seen or heard any other songs off of it because it's never been leaked by anybody. You can't find it anywhere. Mm. It just isn't possible. Kind of like, I mean, David Bowie had his album Toy From My One that was released, I think, two or maybe one or two years ago. Did he finally release the whole thing? That was supposed to come out, and that then the label then it got shelved. But this is, I mean, outside of the great artwork, as you can tell, this is definitely a absolute classic, a lost classic. When was the recording? Like, was it in the seventies? You said, or so I remember, it might have been seventy-five. Okay, I, I don't remember the exact year off the top of my head, but I know for a fact this album went really unreleased for decades. Like. Many Neil, many of Neil Young's albums that uh, he has shelved and then released later. He has a whole whole series, the Neil Young Archives. Okay, yeah. for over many years, and it's just all unreleased stuff that he's done live studio. You name it. Hmm. How many songs does he have? How many? How many? Um, like songs or albums does he have like left on the in that vault? If you know, there is so much recording Neil Young does that vault will never be completely empty. It's wow. just not going to happen. He records basically so much, it's shocking. Kind of, it's like the Prince fault. Prince, yeah. he's had a ton of unreleased albums as well. Dream Factory, Crystal Ball. One that was just released last year, or 2021, Welcome to America. Right. Prince and Neil Young are probably the masters of uh, recording albums and not releasing them. Yeah, I mean, um, Anything else? Anything else for Neil Young before? Because I'd like to go to Prince if that's okay. Anything else for Neil Young at all or no? I mean, um, I've listed all the ones I can think of. I don't know all of them off the top of my head. Okay, there was actually another Neil Young album that was delayed or just totally scrapped. It's called "Tonight's the Night." Yes, the original version of that album was scrapped. He did end up releasing it. There was an original version of the album. It was just too sad. This oh. the actual album that was released in '75. Of this was the second recording of the album. I actually gave my dad a copy of a live version he did in 73. He did the whole album live in 73. Most of the album was recorded in August of 1973, but it's raw, dark content inspired by the drug-related death of Crazy Horse guitarist Danny Witten caused young labels surprised to reject it. Yeah, it was a brutally sad album. And of course, the title track with the tribute to his friend, his friend who also died of a heroin overdose, Bruce Barry. Oh, I'm sad. I'm sad too. I really recommend listening to this album. Anybody who hasn't heard it. What tonight's tonight or homegrown? Any any of them. Tonight's night, homegrown. The money just released recently. Toast, which also a huge shell for being too sad. That Mm -hmm. was like a divorce album from 2001. Oh wow. So so far you have for, for so far for Neil Young you have homegrown tonight's the night. Is there any other, any others for Neil Young at all you want to talk about? Oh yeah, I just brought up Toast. That's an album he released with released recently. It was recorded in 2000 with some crazy horse. It's called Toast. So yeah, I like the food. Donald Duck Dunn, the famed bass player, was supposed to be on this album. It's very long. It was it was lost for a long time. It's not great. I personally I personally think it's just a little blah, but all, all basically the entire album was. In this form, not released until recently last year. Oh wow! Recording like two thousand. It's very. It's a great recording, but it's it's still better than the album that came out of it. Are you passionate? I cannot stand that album. 
Hmm. Well, you know, um, speaking of Neil Young, uh, um, another album, because um, I know JT's probably got other stuff he wants to talk about, but I think this album that we talk about is appropriate today. Human Highway. The Lost Crosby Stills National Young album. Yes. And, um, I think it's appropriate because I don't know if you guys heard um, David Crosby sadly passed away today. It's very sad. It's yeah. not your movie made. It was supposed to be a Crosby Stills National Young Union album called Human Highway. That, unfortunately, a lot of those recordings are just long gone. It would be under CSNY thing that never happened. In 1973, they attempted to make a new album called Human Highway, and it never quite worked. For a few years, Human Highway lingered, but the um, four kept splintering off into duos or solo project. Yeah. Nearly 50 years later, many of the songs once intended for Human Highway were used by the respective writers of the other albums. Like when Young's would-be title track eventually appeared on 1978's Comes a Time. I've seen a perform it live, too. Last year, one of Young's archival Releases included some material from these years, prompting Rolling Stone to provide a big deep dive into the tangled history of Human Highway. So, so, um, and this one, this one was supposed to be released when? Nineteen seventy-seven. The seventy-four. They were they had a giant tour that year. That one of their album was supposed to, I think, coincide that that album never. The tour was actually. There is recordings from 1974, as you can see, CSNY 74, giant four-disc live album, but the album, Team and Highway probably never was. I don't know if they ever officially recorded a lot of the stuff. I mean, Neil Young did some of this. I mean, I'm sure there's some recordings out there with all four, but I don't even know. Right. Most, I know Neil Young, Human Highway was definitely on Comes Time. I love that song. There was other songs that were intended, but I'm not sure... Exactly what Stills Nash and Young had to contribute, in all honesty. Yeah. So, uh, you know, but most importantly, rest in peace, David Crosby. Yes. Tonight's show has officially been dedicated to the passing of David Crosby and the legend of David Crosby that he was. The birds. Yeah. He, I, he is absolute tragedy. I literally found out like this news like an hour or so ago. So I found it out like around four ish because I, if I saw it at work, I was like, why? I didn't even believe it at first. Because the guy, here's the thing. He had a very bad drug issues. He had a replaced liver. Oh, he had God. very, very bad substance abuse problems. It was insane. Oh, that's, that's sad. I'm I, to very nice he left as long as he did. I'm very happy he lived long. Yeah, so. Um, well, how old he was? He was 80, was he? 81? 81, yes. Yeah. So, JT, what do you got, my friend? Well, I want to, I want to. So he. There's two parts to this. Forgive me. Uh, my my man and Vic Vinny's man. I'm jealous of him for this. But Bruce Springsteen for a sec, right? Yeah. Bruce Springsteen. He released tracks in '99. You know what I'm talking about? I have the box set Lucky right God. here. He literally has the box set in hand. For those you're listening to, right on my floor. That's hysterical. That's because awesome. Because you can. Yeah. Exactly. So for those of you who don't know, and I'm just gonna go on a bit of a rabbit trail for a sec. Bruce Springsteen, the issue band. Over the course of 19, since 1972 up until 99, they released a ton of outtakes on one box set called Tracks. Tracks has what? I think, how many tracks are on Tracks? Forgive me. 
four CDs. Yeah. CD one has 17 tracks. CD two has 17 tracks. CD three has 18. CD four is 14. So I don't know. I'm not good at math, so. Yeah, I can't do quick math, but, but, but basically, he released about like two hours worth of material. Would you say? Closer to three or four. Okay, so it's like, it's like roughly three or four hours of other songs that did not make the E Street Band albums um, at all. Um, there was there was there was eighteen tracks. You know what I mean? Like That's there was a compilation with the highlights from this box set. Yeah, basically, it's like the better songs from tracks are on eighteen tracks because there's eighteen yes. of the best songs. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I, I I wish I had that. I mean, I don't have tracks or the 18, I, I I have it all on digital, but I don't have that the physical stuff. Yeah, but um, but no, this is. I mean, if 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 you want to get into Bruce Springsteen and, and on a much more deeper level, a lot of the outtakes you can you can tell what era they're from. Like they're from like the Born in yeah. USA era, Tunnel of Love era. This uh, goes by chronological. Yeah, thank God. This is the really early stuff. Disc two and part disc three is the river. Then after that, it goes like born in the USA and later stuff. Okay. Thank God, it's chronological. Because yeah. I know, like, there's a there's a really good track on there called like Seven Angels. I know that's one of the Human yes. Touch sessions, right? Yes. CDs track two is CD four. Nice, good. See, we're on point tonight. Um, yeah. but yeah, so this is. And, and but the reason why I bring up tracks and whatnot because tracks is a apparently and I, I, Vinny I don't know if you knew this there's a Bruce Springsteen um he did an interview in 2020 right around the time when Letter yes. to You was released I don't know if you heard about this yeah I know the album yeah no, yeah it's great album but he released oh, he, he he was on he was talking to a guy named Rick Rubin who's a legendary producer yeah. Uh, he was talking to him and he said, "Hey, uh, I, I have at least an, I'm, there's another box set coming out uh, at some point soon. It's been three years, so who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. But um, I will say, he it's he said it's like a, a tracks two in a sense, where it's like it's from like the the Ghost of Tom Joad or whatever up until today, basically all these other outtakes. I want so he that said, so bad. I, I I do too. He he actually said on the on the interview, he actually said that." Bruce said there's at least a hundred tracks that a hundred songs that have yet to be released that he has released from the ghost of Tom Joad, which is 1996. Those of you keeping track of them to, to yeah, no, no, sorry, 95. Thank you. 95 to about like today and like 2020 or 2020, like the 2020s. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, I know I mean, you said he was going to release a box. I read this recently where it was going to have five unreleased albums. And I don't know what it's called, but yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I don't this know. It's a different thing, but no, I know this is, I know he, I think it was relatively recently. He said he was going to release a box of five unreleased albums. That he had five recorded. unreleased. Wait, did you say five unreleased albums? Yeah. Oh my I, God. I think it was more recent than all, honestly. Okay. Yeah. But one of my favorite songs off tracks. I've seen him perform, I've seen him perform Seaside Bar song off disc one. Very lucky oh, on that one with Tom so Burrell. I love that one. It's my so fa- my favorite Springsteen show, actually. The 09 show, one of the first songs he performed that I saw on MSG, Thundercrack. I saw him perform that did the entire Wild and Innocent East Street Shuffle. Yeah, and that was from the sessions, too. That song was from the sessions. Yeah, I, I was so over the moon. I don't, I remember that was a long show. My feet were tired by the end, but it was a great show. 
Which yeah. number time was this when you saw him, Vinny? Yeah, so I don't remember the exact number. It was the time I saw him at MSG do the second album in full. Might have been three or four. I don't. I don't know. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I I do know what he's talking about. Those you know. Uh, during the final leg of the Working on a Dream Tour in 2009, Bruce Springsteen was playing albums from start to finish um, yes. in, in their entirety. And it was the only one of the only times that that album was performed live in its entirety. I, I don't know if they I didn't know if they I didn't know they did it more than that. They did it I once. Know they did the first album once in Buffalo. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll, I'll take myself from this. It's the final clown show ever. Oh, yeah, I know. It's very sad. Yeah. But I'm. <laughs> I, I'm I, I'm jealous. I, I never saw him, but anyways, um, they did release that show, and but the, the, on the High Hopes tour in 2014, they did play the Wild the Instant Instant Shuffle again in in Australia. I did not know that. Yeah, I'll have to send you the uh, the link to it when we're done. So yes, please yeah. do. I actually I actually have some album he did High Hopes, or he does the entirety of Born in the USA. In all honesty, it comes with a lot of DVD of that whole album. They yeah I remember that yeah they, they they've done a few like, they've done a lot of shows where they play that one from start to finish but and Borden Run and Borden Run too uh they they also did um uh, did the it? river they did a whole tour of that saw that in 2016 yeah. most recent time yeah Bill what are you gonna say no I was just nodding along go on oh sorry <laughs> but, yeah, there, uh, there was only one album that was only ever performed once and that was Darkness on the Edge of Town that was on a box set and. The box with the promise and double album. He was supposed to release the promise back in the, the promises. It was recorded around the same time. It wasn't released till 2010. Right. So oh, that's another one. And he does the entire Darkness album in full of an empty theater in Asbury Park, the empty empty theater of the Paramount. This, this is the only time it was ever performed live. In fall darkness, I think it was one of the last things Clarence ever did outside of. I mean, it was an empty, empty arena performance. There was nobody in the theater but them. Yeah, I think that'll actually be the last known live recording of him. I have. Um, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not, I'm not gonna try and burst your bubble for a sec. But the, during the final five nights at Giant Stadium, when they cl- closed down the old Giant Stadium, they played Darkness tw- once or twice. Wow. Oh, Whole album, yep. I know my dad was at one of those shows where they did the river. That was was that MSG or was it 2016? No, that was not only saw it in Albany, saw it at MSG. The thing they did that at, he was at one of the giant stadium closing shows. I think they that was one of them. Okay, yeah, because they they I, I know that they did born they was in born run, but they did darkness on the town too. So I didn't know that. I wish was you was this one of the classic four-hour shows, Vinny? I mean, JT. Every single time he was playing like a three to four-hour show. I've never seen him do that. Hey, Vinny. I like the two-hour show, so I can be home at a reasonable hour. Yeah, tell me about it. No, yeah, no, you're no. so well if you want that at a Springsteen show. Just I mean, prepare I, I, your babysitter, pay him extra. Yeah, exactly. Bruce, Bruce is known to go on for. Literally, literally, literally three and a half, four hour shows. I have never seen him do a two show less than two and a half hours. I haven't. It, and it's unheard of. It's like, wow, I can't believe you're doing that. You know, it's like he really gives the people their money's worth. Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, he the guy. I, I, I don't want to go off too much tangent about this, because I will, I will say, though, um, as far as um, 
albums go for him attracts and tracks and the promise you just remind me the promise is another one it's all darkness 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 outtakes but it's all from that like fire things that were meant for darkness or yeah went on to darkness but yes i it's a dark album much less even for darkness that's a dark album as it is this is even more desolate in some cases i agree i mean if you listen to like the pro let me look for those, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, like it goes Greetings from Asbury Park, The Wild Dance in the Industry Shuffle, Born to Run, Darkness on the Other Chat, and a lot of the songs from The Promise are from the Darkness Sessions. So definitely check exactly. those out. Definitely check those out, seriously. Um, that is my pick was Bruce's Tracks and The Promise. And, and, and if you're listening to us, check out Bruce should be releasing a uh, another tracks or another box set like that coming up sometime soon i'm not sure when he's going to release it at some point uh i'm not sure when yeah. yeah take it down Vinny went to go check there we go so sorry about that um but yeah um but yeah so i mean this is just um there we go uh yeah i just we're big Bruce fans here. Billy's yet to see him live. I'm taking, which is true. I'm, I, I'm true. Full story. A true, true story. Bill is. I'm taking Bill the next time he comes around. I don't know if any yes. I can do that. Two concerts that JT wants to take me to this year. Yes, definitely. Yes. Bruce Springsteen and, and Billy Joel. We'll go. And I'm Billy coming. Joel. Like when yeah. I told him, goes, "You're coming." Even if I have, even and and. Uh, and JT, you basically told me you are coming, even if I have to drag you there. Uh, Trust I, me, Billy. Billy Joel is expensive. Springsteen, I mean, I know there's the contrast with tickets. Just wait until if you want to see him, wait until like very soon before his shows. You can probably yeah. get tickets cheaper for them for than what they are now. Absolutely. That's my plan. That's what I, I have every intention of doing that too. So I'm probably I might go to Albany to see. I'd love. See him again. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that's your guy, Bruce Springsteen. That is my pick. Uh tracks and uh the promise. It's been if any reminded me of the promise. So um yeah. but yeah, but that, that was my pick, Bruce Springsteen for a uh sh- albums that should be uh, albums that were shelved or canceled or just released at a later date. Um Vinny, you want to go next? Do you have another one? Another artist? I actually oh Prince, yeah. Oh he Prince had a fiat he's had a ton. Look up Dream Factory. That was the final album he was supposed to do with the Revolution. Yeah. Okay. It ended up not happening. Like the like then and you had Crystal Ball, which is which is a continuation of the what the Dream Factory was supposed to be. Crystal Ball, the actual album was never released. They had a box set with the name, but that wasn't it. Sign oh, wow. of the Times is this what ended up being Sign of the Times. Yeah, Sign of the Times album is what became is what is what Crystal Ball ended up being, and Dream Factory. It was a shortened version. Crystal Ball was supposed to be a triple album. Wow, this is a double album, and it's then again Prince was on fire at this point. So, yeah, I was gonna say Prince. People forget how many songs Prince wrote. Panic Monday. He's nothing compares to you. Yeah, he's given uh, he's given away about as many songs as Springsteen has. Like Springsteen gave away Fire because of the night. Probably yeah. more, actually. It's given. Yeah. Um. How many? I mean, it's funny, actually. It, it, it's really quick to, to combine both of our picks for a second. Bruce Springsteen and Prince. Um. Actually, 
Prince, I don't know why YouTube did this or what the views YouTube, like, you know, the show, the view, uh, yeah. the, one of those daytime talk shows, Bill's like, what the hell is he talking about? No, I, I know what the view is. Okay. So the, hear me out for a second. The view, uh, had Prince, it was his last interview with Prince. It was their last one. And the, I remember asking them and I remember wa- watching this clip because I remember they said like his favorite performer. Anyways, they're asking him, I heard you have th- hundreds of unreleased songs. Will you ever release them? To the public, and he very politely, quietly said, "I don't think I will, but someone will at some point." We when we do new stuff all the time. This is right before he died. He's like, "I do, I do new stuff all the time." And then he just happened, and then and then the follow up question was, "I forget who asked it was." They said, "This is this was intriguing." And he's like, "They're like, you know, it's been told you you might not know what songs you're going to go out and play out on tour, uh, like moments before you even set on stage." Doesn't the whole band have to be in sync and whatnot? And you know what he, you know what his response was? Awesome. His response was um, he says, he says, he says the band is very tight and they they're in they have to be in sync no matter what. And then he's here and then he 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 looked at me. Like, oh, I remember this one time. I remember this one time where like it's Prince talking. He's like, I remember this one time where I was I was backstage watching Bruce Springsteen and the E Street band live. And he, I watched Bruce Springsteen give a cue, and the band switched on a dime. That's how tight the East Street Band is. So Prince and the Revolution was just as tight as the East Street Band, which really yeah. shows you something there too. So I mean, I, I I never saw Prince. I can't really say that anything I about wish that. I could have. Me too. Sad but true. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so many so many artists are that were old enough. Like, oh man, I wish I wish I saw Tom Petty, Van Halen. You know. Yeah. I wish. Yeah. yeah. But See your Prince, heroes when you can. Literally, exactly. I mean, that's I just saw Aerosmith at their 50th anniversary show at Fenway Park. They were great. Oh, it was, was good. 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 Yeah. Go go see older acts if you can, truthfully. That, that's the model. Doesn't today. matter who they are. Neil Young. Like I I I was on the I, I will always tell this story. I was so upset Tom Petty was coming with Heartbreakers on their 40th anniversary tour in 2017. And I'm like, oh you know, he's coming to the mountain jam that year. I, I, he was coming to I forget, to Prudential Center, like uh, one of our local venues. And I was like, ah, maybe I'll go. And I didn't go. That was the tour. Uh, the after that last show, he died. And it's in twenty, it's been twenty since twenty seventeen. He had a cardiac arrest. He died of drugs, or I'm not sure. But I was like, damn, I didn't. I was so close to seeing Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, and I never saw them. It's I was sad. too. They actually were supposed to form Hunter Mountain on a. At Mountain Jam, I got actually won tickets. I should have gone, but I didn't. Damn, I yeah, because you know I always always say when we say about see older acts when you can. I'm always thankful that I saw Paul McCartney and Elton John. Ringo, what was that? And Ringo, don't forget Ringo. And Ringo, of course, Vinny and I actually saw Ringo together with our good friends Gian and Alan. I still Um, have to see him. Yeah, remember, peace and love, peace and love. I'm not gonna sign. Peace, peace and love. Peace and Vinny, peace and love. But anyway, oh but yeah, um, but yeah. So I was gonna say, like, just I, I just find that go see these guys if you can, because you don't know how long Metallica is gonna last. You don't know how long any of them are gonna last. So yeah, any of them, from the smallest to the biggest, exactly. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I saw Bob Dylan. That's how crazy. Seen him twice. Yeah, he's yeah. So if it's okay, uh. I have an album now. Yes, Bill. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Okay. My next album is 
It's from one of JT's favorite bands, and I mean that sarcastically. Pink Floyd. Which album did they not release? It was a 1974 album called Household Objects. Okay, Household Objects. What do you got? Pink Floyd, you know, after the success of Dark Side of the Moon. Right. And real, you know, they were reception from the album. They plotted something, you know, different for a successor. And they were more experimental. They actually planned to follow their success to that point with an album called Household Objects, on which they would trade their instruments for, well, household objects like pencils and wine glasses. (laughs) They never finished the project. They didn't even finish the songs, depending on how you define a finished song. But some... Tracks appear decades later in reissues for Dark Side and Wish You Were Here. Mm. And one of those plaques, Wine Glasses, was later folded into Shine on You, Crazy Diamond. Oh, wow. I did not know that. And I like Pink Floyd. I did not know that. Yeah, because you know what? Um, yeah, JT thinks Pink Floyd is overrated. That's a whole different conversation. Um, but the thing is, it's like... I think in the early days of Pink Floyd, this was more like their psychedelic experimental era. Wine glasses and pencils. That sounds strange. Yeah. But it's Pink Floyd. They are strange once you think about it. They really were. But, um, yeah, it sounds like here is our music of clinking wine glasses. Finny, doesn't it sound so great? Don't you love clanking wine glasses? Doesn't sound like fun. I don't like that sound to begin with. Or or Jay or Vinny, here's the sound of pencils. Well, you just what kind of mechanical? You just click them. That's even okay. Worse. It's a pen, but doesn't it sound something like you would want to hear on an album, Vinny? No, no, it does not. JT, does it sound like something you'd want to hear on an album? No. <laughs> and clanking wine glasses. Oh my god, it's such a it's such a piece of art. Was the whole album that, just that? that would be the definition of modern art right there. Just yeah. that'd be it's, like oh it's like what's that guy's name? Philip Glass. Philip Glass would be Wagner compared to this. Oh wow. Hey, remember Philip Glass with us? So I'll Happy, 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 happy. I remember him. I am not a Philip Glass fan of my dad. Minimalism's fine to that level. Don't do it. Yeah, this probably, as you said, this probably makes Philip Glass sound like Mozart. Um, Wagner. Wagner was epic. Had bombast and all that. To like a level of insanity. This is uh, this is our new album, Household Objects. Do you like it? Do no. you like it? Do you like it? No. Um. Yeah. But anyway, I, I I'm kind of glad they didn't do that. And as much as I like Pink Floyd, I don't know. I don't want to say I've been grown out of them. It's just that knowing that Roger Waters is basically a professional asshole. He really is. 
I, I don't know. Like I've always said, and you, you, sometimes you know you have to separate the art from the artist. Same here. Yep. But I don't know. He's just getting to the point where he's so unlikable. I don't know how anyone could go see him. Exactly. I would kill to see him at first, but just how he's been lately with everything. A lot of his recent controversial statements. I was supposed to see him in Albany. Thank God I didn't. He's just gotten, like, listen, Roger Waters has always been political. Yeah. Well, it's just gotten to the point right now where he's just gone off the deep end. Beyond the deep end. He's in a whole other ball. And, like, there were some views that, okay, some views I agree with him on and some views I don't. And, you know, even the views I didn't necessarily agree with him on, I would be like, "Mm, okay, he's he's entitled to his opinion. But but now, some of the stuff he said, I'm not going to get into that, but some of the stuff he says, I'm like, no, this isn't just like, okay, we can agree to disagree. This it's is reprehensible. Like, this is batshit insane. A lot of his stuff is a lot of his opinions absolutely reprehensible, in my opinion. And like, yeah, but you know what? It's like Pink Floyd in general. If you go from you know Dark Side of the Moon, Wish You Were Here, Animals, Animals, I think Animals and the Wall. Correct me if I'm wrong, Vinny. I think The Wall was the last album Roger Waters was on before he left. Actually, that was the final cut in 83. After that, that was it for him. Final cut right around then. Albums, but... right, right around then, I feel like Pink Floyd just became the Roger Waters band. Final cut basically was the Roger Waters group. After that, on a momentary lapse of reason, and Division Bell, it was just David Gilmore and Nick Mason, and to an extent, Richard Wright, he can be credited on a momentary observation. He was credited on Division Bell, though he was on both albums. But, um, but yeah, this is just... Do you, do you think... I wish they actually had tracks of this so I could hear... So it could be like... Is it one of those like weird, artsy, like... It one of those... Actually, no. I got something better for this. Don't worry, JT's 2010 sideways hat frat boy guy isn't here. Thank God. Um, I'll explain the joke to you later, Vinny. Um, is it like the, hmm, yes. Oh, yes. Hello, I'm, I'm 2010 sideways hat frat boy's cousin, Mr. Snooty. Hmm. Yes. Yes. Yes, this is just a fine work of art by Pink Floyd. Isn't this so great? No. Yes. Yes, it's so, it's me, Snooty Steve. I, 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 you met my cousin, sideway, 2010 sideways hat frat boy guy. Yes, I'm not like him. I'm very, I'm very snooty. You know I, yes, it, isn't it just a fine work of art? JT, Finney, no. w- w- won't you agree it's just a fine work of art? No. Isn't Roger Waters just such a genius of how he of how he combines of how we can listen to things like just like household objects? Uh, isn't it just wonderful? Yeah, I'm gonna refrain from, from saying anything too negative about Roger Waters. 
well, you don't know art and music like I do because I'm so snooty and pretentious. Uh, trust and I, me, there's, there's some, a lot of music critics, like the snooty ones, I would just love to wring their necks because they are just... The music critic is by far one of the most reprehensible jobs you can have. Yep. It's just reprehensible. All those classic ones, Augusta Bangs and all them, they never should have had jobs. They were just unacceptable, in my opinion. Mm. Oh, God, it was Mr. Snoopy Steve just here. Yeah. Unfortunately. Oh, God. Hey, hey, we can at least admit he's not as bad as 2010 Sideways Hat Frat Boy guy. He's not as bad. It's that guy. Uh, oh, no. Nobody likes that guy. Nobody does. Vinny, one day you'll, you'll meet 2020's fat boy guy. He's terrible. Oh, oh God, he's awful. We, you know how bad he is, Vinny? How bad? I stuffed him in a cage. I was then arrested for unlawful imprisonment. But then once the judge found out how terrible he was, he dropped the charges against me. Oh, God. That's bad. <laughs> it's rough okay. on here, guys. Yeah, what was that, JT? It's rough out there. Just be careful. Yeah, please. Don't talk to 2010 sideways hat frat boy guy. Um, uh, any other comments for Pink Floyd or uh, any other albums that they did or no? Um, no, but they did kind of combine it into other albums that they released. So they kind of like just like scattered like, their songs up, I guess, through other albums. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I know they had the, they had the stuff all final cut that was combined into one thing. It was supposed to be a few things. Didn't happen, but yeah. All right. Uh, anything? I, I'm good. Do you guys have anything else? I Did actually you... can't think of anything else. No, um, Bill, you got anything? Um, hold on. I'm actually getting stuff right now. Um, right, Bill can do our last pick for the night then. So we're actually okay. Um, I. I I have one if you want. Bill, do you need a minute? Yeah, I need a second. All right, all right. So really quick, really quick, really quick. As Bill is looking up his pick really quick and a little bit of research for it, I'm going to do one more thing really quick. Uh, One more artist that I I forgot about this box set. And it was basically, so Billy Joel released an album released a box set well his i should say the record company released a box set in 2004 or five called my lives I mean, have you guys heard of this wow. yeah so basically oh it, i've heard of this yeah so I, there you go just one more thing really quick before we go to bill's pick but yeah so the billy joel my lives box set was basically a collection of songs that never made it onto Billy's records over the course of his career. And I always thought that this was, I, I never really, I have full disclosure. I have not listened to many things on here. Truthfully, I have not listened to my, many of the songs, but I do know that there is some very, very, very interesting other cool tracks on here as well. Uh, that never just never made it onto like other, other albums and stuff like that. So uh, it, it just popped in my head. I'm like, wait, what, what was that again? And I sure enough, I remembered it. So it was, I mean, for a box set being like of outtakes and stuff like that, it's pretty cool for what it is. Um, he'll never release a new album ever again. I know that for a fact. So, and yeah. I, I know, I know some people are just like, yeah, well, he might. He's not gonna. He's not gonna I don't do. Think it. He is either. 
I talked to my aunt who actually works in the music industry and true story. And she said, the artist has to want to put out new material in order to, for it to be re-released and all that, not really to be released and promoted and whatnot. And then you got a tour for it. And then that's it. Whereas a tour is completely, a, completely a different story where if you're just touring, you're making money for yourself and the record company doesn't get a cut. So he kind of screwed over the record business after he, his last album in 30 years ago this year. So, which is crazy. Anyways, I just want to say something like that. And I'm sure Bill has his pick, but Billy Joel's My Lives was just, it's just an outtakes completion. Now, if you haven't heard it, check it out. Might be some interesting stuff on there, truthfully. But yeah, uh, Bill, what is your pick? Okay, mine is actually, oh God, I am struggling between two right now. I don't know which one I want to pick. Pick one. Okay. <laughs> okay, you know what? Even though we just talked about them earlier, Paul McCartney actually had an album called Hot Hits Cold Cuts. Oh, I've heard of that one. In 1975, 1981, in the late 80s. Um, back in 75, Paul McCartney planned to release a casual album called Cold Kits, Cuts and or Hot Hits. Collected a few non-album singles with a bunch of outtakes including both solo and wings material. According to Paul McCartney, the label wasn't all that interested in cold cuts and the project never came together. It was revisited in 1981 and again in the late 80s, McCartney decided to abandon it. Given that time span, there were a ton of songs that were at some point considered for an inclusion of cold cuts. Many of them appeared on other albums or in some kind of archival fashion down the line. Whatever cold cuts would have could have been, it's probably been harvested for parts of the point. Seems unlikely McCartney will ever return to the idea compile lost album of 70s, 80s work. Yeah. So the label was probably just not that interested. Probably not. Maybe they heard something that they didn't like. Who knows? But yeah, we don't like this. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, to bring up an example of that really quick. I mean, the band Chicago, they released, they were, they were going to put out an album. They did put out an album in the mid mid nineties called the stone of Sisyphus. Yeah. yeah. And like, one sec, they were on Warner brothers at the time. And they, and basically up until then they were just putting out ballads and the record company said, look, you know, you better put out some ballads because this album does not going to make us any money. We're trying to make, they're like, Oh, we're trying to make a creative statement here. And they left. I don't know if you've yeah. ever, ever heard of that, but I actually have Stone of Sisyphus on CD in my basement. Really? I, I haven't heard that one personally. They released it in 08 after much. After all those years, they did release it in 2008. Oh, good. Okay. I'll have to listen to it. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, back to Paul. Just, just on a side note, because that, that's what made me think of that. Because like it's when it, it's when a record company doesn't like what the artist put out or is going to put out and they say just scrap it. Good job, Bill. Thank you. All right, is that it for the night? I I and is, I guess is there any other picks, any other albums that like could have that should have been, that were shelved or canceled or reworked or whatever? Now that I can think of. Nah, me neither. All righty. Well, listen, everyone. On that note, we want to thank all of you for watching, listening. However, you enjoyed us tonight. Uh, if you haven't already, follow us on our social media pages. You can simply follow us at the Superview Show on Facebook and Twitter. And on Instagram as well. I want to thank first and foremost Vinny for coming on tonight. This is first appearance on the Superview Show. Yeah. And not his last. He'll be back. 
He'll be back at some point. So maybe next week too. We'll have to wait and see. Um, and I want to thank my co-host Bill for just sticking up with me and putting up with me through all these times. So always a pleasure. Yeah, and don't forget to check out these sports. And I'm just kidding. What, what's that, Bill? Don't forget to check out the Sports and Sandy podcast on the Sports and Sandy Network. And don't forget to check out our Saturday and Sunday sideline report, division championship, uh, division round this weekend. And guess what? Let's go, Giants. Let's go, Giants. Let them beat the Eagles. Please, just, just beat Philly. Just beat Philly. And if if the Giants beat the Eagles, I will be doing freaking black backflips. I, I, if, if the Giants beat Philly, I'm going to hear Bill from my house screaming like, yeah, like the, the way that when Aaron Judge hit 61 home runs it, it, uh, on camera for our show. You'll when that happened, I was like, hold on, he's up. 61 attacks. That's how I judge. Nuts, I tell you. Um, like, no, no, there was a time when we were basically on Judge Watch. Remember that? While we were doing we were, the show, we were basically on Judge Watch. And I was watching the stream. I was watching the game while we're doing the show. And I'm like, I can't, we have to watch this live. It was crazy. But uh, but yeah, bottom line, let's go in big blue. So hopefully they, they beat Philadelphia and they go to the next round and then we'll go from there. Uh, but also, guys, what you have said there. Thank you so much for watching, listening. Sound off. Follow us on our social media. And don't forget to hit the bell for notifications whenever we have an upload as well. Thanks so much for watching. So, so for all of us at the Super Show, stay safe.